Good day, everyone. Ryan from the Grumpy Old Gamers here, and we have a uh, a first time thing, and it's super exciting. We're going to interview somebody. That's right. We are going to interview somebody. Um, we have a, a contributor uh, on our uh, Facebook page. He's super active, and uh, you know he messaged he messaged us one day about um, uh, testing his game when it's completed, and that really piqued our interest. So we uh, we decided to um, I approached him and asked him if he wanted to be interviewed about this, and he agreed, and we chatted, and it seems like we're we're all things nerdy and gamey, so. Um, Brent, why don't you, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, is this thing on? Yeah, I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, um, well, uh, oh, God, let's see. I'm a long-standing tech person. Basically been messing with tech since, like, the Commodore 64 days. Commodore um, 4. Yeah. <laughs> um, mostly into hardware, you know, really good with machines. Computers obviously came next. Networks. Um, and uh, God, I kind of got to that point being a gamer, like I've been gaming since like the Atari days, like back in the seventies and probably before that in the arcades, um, you know, when everyone who plays games kind of gets to that point where they're like, you know, I could make a better game than this. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to make a better game than this. And then started doing it. And it was like, oh Jesus, maybe I can't. <laughs> but it's been kind of, you know, trial and error from there. So you, um, this is more of a side project thing and not what you do for a living. Not what I do for a living currently, but um, I used to be an old school game journalist. I really love the industry. I love games. And I would actually like to, you know, try and, you know, make my way as an indie developer um eventually it's just you know getting that first product out seeing how people respond to it and then knowing whether you're doing the right thing or not well enough to actually be able to make a living off of it right so we'll uh maybe before we barrel on here where uh, um you had some journalist experience you said where uh where did you where did you write for before um, well, I did some contributing stuff for Nintendo Power, like, you know, way back, and um, a little bit for the PlayStation Magazine, and then wrote a lot of articles on, on OneUp.com, like, God, I can't even remember how many now, but a oh, lot. Oh, man, I miss yeah, OneUp so much. I know, and it was, <laughs> it was all Ziff Davis media, damn it, coming in and taking over the, uh, the magazine, and then they're just like, oh, well, we can kill the website now, we don't oh. need it. Yeah. I mean, the archives are there, but everybody's content, all the articles like, you know, that I wrote and that other people wrote are just gone. And I wish I'd known they were going to do it before then because I would have gone in and saved it all. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of like, you know, the Facebook for gamers at the time. But it, it was totally so much was. more. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I could find everything I wanted there. Like, I read articles of, like from people who are playing things that I'm playing, not just what's popular at the time. And yeah, it was a great site. Loved oh, it. Yeah. Oh yeah, me too, man. I totally loved it. And you, you know, in fact, like a good quarter of my Facebook are all people I've kind of found again from the one up days. And um, yeah, it was just it was a very interesting structure with. Um, the entire site where you could communicate with people. You could read contributors' content right along with, um, you know, pro content that was written yeah. by the people from PlayStation Magazine. 
And then, oh, and remember they had the uh, the one up show as well. Oh, yeah, um, they yeah they did like a, a small um, a video segment. It was like fifteen minutes to a half an hour long. They kind of had this. Um, uh, God, one of the um, the girls there, she had a band, and they actually did the theme song. Yeah, oh. if you haven't seen it, you got to check it out. It's called the One Up Show. They still have lots of it on YouTube. It was I, great. You know, I might have I might have watched it. I. But you know, as as I get older here, <laughs> oh no, let's not go there. <laughs> things from twenty years ago, you know, it's starting to get a little fuzzy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, again, it was a great site and it was a great mix because you never felt as a contributor that you were left out there, you know, from the pro contributors that were actually working for the site and for the magazine, because all the content was kind of you know, in together, you could be reading a fabulous article and it would be from a member, not one of the magazine staff. And it was just, you know, the rating systems and the reviews that it had on there. It was just, it was a one of a kind thing that we'll probably never see again. Yeah. No, definitely loved it. Well, um, let's, uh, before we dive into talking about your game, let's, uh, like, um, what, what type of gaming do you do now? You mentioned you, you have a, um, a gaming laptop. Uh, um, before the call so what's um what type of like what sort of stuff do you play right now or what's your main kind of gaming well i have um i you know again i pretty much played everything um currently uh i i was on a kick for a while where i was playing a lot of multiplayer games and kind of drifted back into you know playing old school cinder player story driven games which is it's a huge thing for me because you know, I believe that the story-driven game is king, still always will be king, because you cannot get that kind of content in a multiplayer game. You know, it's just not possible. And even when you have things like Neverwinter, which are great, mm-hmm. um, you know, the stories tend to be compartmentalized into areas or sections, and you don't have that full like, linear gaming experience. So right, right. Cur- currently, I've been playing, I know, God, I'm going to hear it for this long, I've been playing Final Fantasy Fifteen. <laughs> which most people either hate or love to hate. I find it infuriating as hell. The battle system drives me insane, but I still keep going back and playing it because it, it still has the trappings of a decent Final Fantasy game, but, you know, it lacks in so many other places. Um, I've also been replaying Dying Light now that they're having oh. the uh, anniversary for Dying Light. They, so they're doing all this um, these new events that they've added into the uh, game. They've also added in a new um, a game mode called the story mode to make combat a little bit less intense for people that maybe have tried the game and just found that killing zombies, you know, literally drove people insane because the, the zombies are really hard in that game. And um, not it wasn't unplayable, but after a couple of updates, um, it got to be the point where even I was, like, struggling. And, I, uh, yeah, I, um, I was talking to a to my stepson about dying light and um <laughs> he basically summed it up that, that it's it's hard to fight with parkour and i i don't uh <laughs> i don't know what he quite meant with both that but uh um <laughs> I, I can understand what he meant with that it's just parkour is a, a major component of the game because you do a lot of running jumping Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of verticality to the game where you can scale things to get away from zombies because, you know, they can't climb, even right. though some of them do in the game. Um, 
And that's a lot of the thing. It's like running, jumping, escaping from things. A lot of the weapons are very low powered until you get like three quarters of the way through the game. And then you get some really high end weapons. But um, you've always got to keep a lot of weapons on you. And it's either fight or flight. It's like you may have to, you know, take out a mission objective and then just get the hell out because you're being swarmed by zombies, which is where <laughs> the parkour comes in. Um, mind you, though, as you level up, if you pick your um, your skills properly, uh, the parkour actually has a lot of moves where you can, like, literally, is, what is the one called? Like a missile drop kick, where you do this drop kick and you fly at the enemies and take them out one hit. So the parkour mm. does kind of actually factor into it very well. You just have to be, you know, deep into the game, which wasn't kind of a... I don't think it was a, a good layout that way because that stuff kind of should have been earlier in the game to help players progress and have the game just not be so damn hard sometimes. Okay, and you're well, you playing. Got me interested oh. in. Uh, you got me interested as soon as you said missile dropkick. I think yeah. that was. Uh... <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> sounds sounds pretty good. And it's you're playing all this on great. PC. Oh sorry, you're playing oh, all this sorry. on PC, right? Um. Yes, I am. I actually okay. I I use Steam. I also yep. have, um, which is where I got Dying Light and some other games I have. Um, I also have both the PlayStation Now and mm-hmm. the Xbox uh, PC beta, which is amazing, by the way. It's um, their new Xbox, um, what are they calling it, uh, Xbox Live Ultimate. Yeah. Um, you know, with the, the new systems that are coming out, they're trying, make, trying to make a unified user experiences across PC and Xbox. So this Xbox PC beta is amazing. They've got a lot of uh, PC ports and games that had also, that were on the Xbox Live but also have PC versions. And if you have the Game Pass, you can play on anything. If it has the same version of the game on Xbox, it's cloud-saved. You can switch right to your Xbox, continue playing. And, I mean, I've loved my PlayStation over the years, but Microsoft is just, you know, consumer end. They're really doing things right for people handling it well so i mean i have like a bunch of real-time strategy games um i've also well i call them my downtime games because i play my intense games and if i feel like playing something late at night late at night i play something simple so i've been kind of playing this game on the uh, xbox um uh, pc called two point hospital which is it's kind of like the sims but it's absolutely insane and you run a hospital yeah i've been uh i've been picking up a lot of chatter about that on it, uh it's hilarious on the on like a lot of people and yeah actually it's on uh, game pass right now like on the console um yep. i was looking at installing it out and trying it yeah oh, i definitely uh, should i made that uh i made that um discovery um about the cloud saving though because um uh shoot what's the name of that game it's like the ultimate battle simulator um, oh uh, yeah i know the one you're talking about i just can't yeah. remember the name Oh, but oh, anyways, tabs, was, you're talking tabs, right? Tabs, uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. That's yeah. A, yeah, that's a hilarious game. That's so I was playing it on the Xbox, uh, the console, and <laughs> these old eyes couldn't read all the details about all, everything that you could build. So I'm like, well, I'm gonna see if my PC will run this, and was totally blown away that that cloud save came right over to my PC, and I was able to pick up right where I had uh, got into it. It's great. Oh, yeah, it, it works so flawlessly. It's not funny. So, yeah, uh, you know, I've also been messing around with also on the Game Pass. They've had uh, the Wastelands, which oh, yeah. absolutely awesome game. 
and um, just a whole bunch of stuff I've been trying out there. And then on the uh, the PlayStation Now, when it works, I hate to say it, but when it works, because it doesn't always work right anymore, um, I've been playing uh, Horizon Zero Dawn and um, getting back into uh, Dead Island, which I never got to finish years ago. Which, you know, Techland, you know, they, they worked on Dead Island, they, they're doing Dying Light. And, oh. And, well, and Dying Light 2, even though it's been suspended indefinitely. Right, right. Should hopefully be coming out. And even Dead Island 2, they've got, uh, I don't know who's working on it. I think it's Deep Silver is still working on it currently. So that should be uh, quite interesting to see. So, yeah, I'm kind of all over the board. I mean, I'm not a person that gets bored easy, but sometimes just you tire of, of, of a certain type of game after playing it so long. So yeah. I just like to have lots of games, lots of options, but it's mostly been Final Fantasy and Two Point Hospital <laughs> for the last little while. Yeah, we uh, we know nothing about game ADD. Oh, I know at all. <laughs> <laughs> what? what, 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 what? what was that? <laughs> um, yeah, like uh, just having game ADD about everything. You know, we uh, we hop from system to system all the time. Oh, I completely hear that. And then, you know, and then different control schemes, having to get back into different oh, control schemes yeah. or different games. And then you're like, what does this button do? Why is this not working? <laughs> it's like, why, why did I just punch that guy in the face when I meant to go into my inventory? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, um, this would be a good time. Uh, maybe we'll move into, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about the game you're making? Um, well, I'm currently working on two. Um, okay. Yeah, I know. It's it's, it's kind of crazy. Um, one is a 2D platformer, which is the one I had actually contacted you about. Oh, tell um, me more. Tell me more. <laughs> with a donut-loving rabbit named Chonk. Okay. Yeah, and I kind of styled Chonk after some of the uh, crazy rabbits that I've seen and things. It's going to be kind of a zany 2D platformer. Um, basic premise is aliens come to take over the planet and... They literally destroy all the donuts, and Chunk gets pissed off and goes <laughs> goes on a rampage to take out all the aliens to get the donuts back. Awesome! Yeah, <clears throat> literally, even when you're playing the game, instead of like you know, like Super Mario coins, whenever yeah. he hits hits uh, an NPC, you know, donuts fly out of them. Um, and his signature <laughs> move is going to be a um, uh, basically like a sumo belly butt to <laughs> take out enemy players. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, that was my reaction when I started thinking about it, too. I'm like, okay, this could actually be cool. Yeah, no, um, that's got a, a real Jazz Jackrabbit kind of uh, vibe yes, to exactly. it from what you're describing. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, the only infuriating thing has been Unity. Oh, my dear God. I know that, you know, everybody says Unity is easy. Unity is easy. You can use it. Um, and yet everybody that teaches you how to use Unity or every tutorial I've ever found on Unity, except for one I haven't. I found yesterday, but I haven't looked at yet. Um, they literally kind of start you off where it's like, okay, we've already pre-made this scenario. We've done this, this, and this. And then they talk a, minute, a mile a minute about how to compile things and put it together and make your game. And you, you kind of like, you know, not coming from having previous development experience. I'm like, whoa, whoa, go take it back. It's like, I want to know exactly how you set up the environment. So you know, that I can take care of things and, and do stuff. Um, 
and I'm like, well, how do I set this aspect, aspect ratio? Um, it's like, how does everybody have this, you know, beautiful, you know, um, uh, aspect ratio? And then I find out after looking through about 30 videos that you have to make your own custom aspect ratios. Oh. And it's like, oh, dear God. It's like, and, and all it is, it was one single button click. So I had to go through 30 videos to find out, oh, button click, set my aspect ratio, good to go. And then it actually stays in Unity and you're able to use it over and over again. Yeah, um, so that's been one of the big frustrating things with working on Chonk. Um, the other one project, which is unnamed, um, has been, uh, I've always been a massive fan of RPGs. Like, I've just loved them, like, of all kinds. Um, you know, played Final Fantasy a lot. Absolutely loved the first Fable game. I still think mm. for North American RPG, that thing rocked. And it brought RPGs down to a level that you didn't feel like you were going to pull your hair out with like skill trees and things that you need to do. There was still depth, there was still a leveling system, but it was easy to do and, and the choices were easy to make um, to be good with it. And the storyline was incredible. And so, yeah, still kind of love Fable for that. So I've been using um, uh, something that I got off of Steam which was a free program, but I'm now that I've been playing with it, I'm actually looking into buying it, and it's called RPG Maker. Mm. And absolutely incredible piece of software. Um, everything is laid out in either control boxes and then sets of tabs within control boxes. You can create your own content, you know, download content, uh, artwork, background, scenery, music, other things to put in it. Very simple to put together. It does have a bit of a learning curve, but when compared to other software, I found it a lot easier and a lot more fun to use. It does have some serious restrictions because um, you can only create stuff that's like, you know, like old school, like Zelda and Final Fantasy, you know, you know, 2.5D or top down with a battle yeah. system. But you know, within those kinds of confines, you can actually, you know, there's a lot of creativity to be had in trying to use the limited stuff that you have to make a decent game. And But I found RPG Maker, you know, for, for the RPG that I'm working on just to be, you know, um, it's an exciting little piece of software. So I've been using it with that RPG and, um, you know, just trying to find more content to it. And then the uh, big thing was, you know, um, finding my gameplay loop and uh, writing the story because, you know, as an RPG with like limited graphics, it's going to obviously be very, be very heavily story and character driven. So, yeah, that's what I've been working on. Plus, I, I've been toying with the idea of a um, uh, vertical scrolling, uh, what do they call them now, hyper casual game. Um like a walking sim? Um, kind of, but this is vertical, um, kind of like almost falling. And you have to avoid objects, interact with other, um, or sorry, I should say avoid interaction with like um, things in the environment. So your, your character is literally falling all the time and you have to guide the character around obstacles. Um, so imagine just like turning a 2D platformer um, on its side. And you're playing it that mm. way. And um, 
one of, one of the ideas I came up with was a, a unicorn rocket. So this giant unicorn with a huge horn, like, shoots up at the player. And, <laughs> and you know, he has to avoid it. And just, you know, comical, zany things like that, that just to include it in the game to, you know, make it fun, make it a little bit more challenging. And that's kind of where I found out about the aspect ratio thing in Unity, because I wanted it to have, um, you know, like a Tetris, um, you know, grid kind of dimension, like a rectangle. Well, yeah, it took 30 videos to find out how to make a rectangle in Unity. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, if you uh, if you could put a rough time uh, spent on um, on Chonkler, how long do you think you've spent now, and like how far along into the game would you say that you are? Um, well, now that I'm kind of getting past the learning curve of Unity. Um, I've got some of the basic um, gameplay loop down. I've got a you know a placeholder environment set up for the first level, which is what I was gonna have you guys you know was demo to have you guys play. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know that just keeps getting set further back. So I spent four months learning how to use Unity, and gotten about a week's worth of work done. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'll get there. But like I said, with RPG Maker, you know, I've done tons of stuff already. Yeah. And so now I've got to kind of go back and actually redo the game to make it more of what I want to. So uh, with the RPG that you're working on, um, what, uh, what's kind of the, the story of that? Well, the central theme of that, um, if I had to, you know, give it voice... Uh, basically, it starts off with a character. The entire land is covered in darkness. Um, so I kind of have the working title Soulstone in it. Um, okay. This, this character wakes up. The entire land is covered in darkness, and she has to, um, you know, fight demons, werewolves, other kind of gothic creatures, um, but still within the whole confines of an RPG. Um, and each time that she destroys one of these creatures. Um, the creatures absorb the darkness in a particular area around them, and it creates one of these soul stones, which she then collects. Um, and basically, you know, same old, same old has to progress through the entire land and get rid of all these creatures and, you know, rid the darkness from the entire land. And then the soul stones themselves could be used for weapon power-ups, maybe special attacks to defeat, you know, the more and more increasingly more challenging NPCs, bosses. Um, but yeah, that was the basic story of um, this female character trying to save her homeland, restore order to everything, and basically fix all that's wrong. Okay. So how, uh, how long have you spent on that? Um, well, using that as a juxtaposition, I've put about three hours into it with RPG Maker thus far, off and on, and probably got about 25% of it done. So that just, you know, RPG Maker, incredibly easy tool to use. Yeah. Um, you shared me some screenshots of what you had going there. Um, oh, oh, yeah, the little videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. that, uh, it, it looked very elaborate. Yeah, and I mean, and that's the, the thing with RPG Maker, very easy piece of software. Um, you can get things going. I mean, I, I'm looking for a more complex, uh, rather than a, a head-on battle system, to do like old-style, like Final Fantasy side-by-side turn-based battles. Just take some scripting work, um, 
but for the time I've been able to put into it, it's actually been going really well. Um, but, you know, I'm going to go back, change character assets, artwork, add in, you know, better music, things like that, and then kind of move forward and, and progress from there. I mean, I'm sure this, the story may change and alter a little bit, <laughs> but that's the basic premise of the story. And now it just has to be fleshed out, you know, with the actual characters and the linear story development. Excellent. Yeah, so, I mean, it's been fun. It's been maddening at times, um, getting back to that old thing about, yeah, I, you know, I could I can make a better game than that. And then when you get in there without any experience, you're like, eh, maybe I can't. Maybe <laughs> I'll just, you know, grab my controller and, and go play something for a while. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, that's, what I, uh, that's where I tend to lead. I mean, I, I was really intrigued um, when you messaged us just that, like meeting like meeting someone who's actually working on a game um i uh, i know some people who work at bioware here in edmonton but they uh they're more tool developers uh, for uh for the games than they have been doing any of the actual programming so yeah rob did you have uh you have a question that you uh you wanted to ask here oh definitely and uh i think i think what you're Something I'm gathering from what you're saying too, Brent, is that it's uh, like it's in a it's no longer that you have to work for a giant company like a Bioware or an, an Activision. That the tools out there right now allow someone who has a good idea to um, develop something. And you see a lot more of that with the uh, the indie market, like the booming indie market, and uh, and the uh, what they're able to create. Like the we always come back to the the uh, Goose Game there that. Um, <laughs> group of five people uh, and and it's and they've got this hit now so it's uh it's really cool that you're able to um kind of put your ideas uh using a set of tools like the unity tools there and um and uh, come up with kind of come up with something like that but uh what i was going to ask was nothing related to that but um i was curious uh if you've had a chance to fool around with um on the playstation there there's a, a set of tools now called dreams you've probably heard quite a bit about I actually have heard quite a bit of dreams, and I, I find it intriguing. Yes. Um, I've looked into it, uh, you know, until you actually get your hands dirty doing it and get into the environment and start. I, I think that's the biggest thing is getting a feel for what you're working with. You know, you can look into it. You can, and I mean, and this is just, you know, as a perspective shift for me from, like, you know, kind of being on the outside and then, now kind of being on the inside and trying to figure things out um yeah i'm actually quite intrigued by dreams um i wish they would honest to god make a pc version of it so that you could make stuff for the playstation because i think kind of trying to work with it in the playstation um might be rather challenging i mean you know unless you could hook a keyboard and a mouse up to actually do things with it um that's been one of the, uh, the main things I've read about that for sure. That um, you can use your controller, or you can use the the move controllers. Oh dear lord! <laughs> yeah, um... not that I hated the move controllers. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they, they like they're pairing very well with the the virtual reality stuff. Yeah. But when they first came out, um, you know, I bought the gun and everything because I loved playing Killzone. That was where yeah. I actually got one of my screen names for the last twenty plus years. <laughs> Um, was Killzone, 
Um, and just a funny little joke about that. Um, I was playing Killzone when it first came out with a friend. Um, and he was like, he was like, how can you be so calm? I'm freaking out. And I'm like, well, you just get, you know, be in the zone, being in your environment. And he was like, he's like, you're like a damn Killzone Buddha. And I was like, that'll make a good screen name. And that's literally been my, my PlayStation and Xbox live name for like the last 20 years. <laughs> that's awesome. You know, we got a kind of funny story about, uh, about that. Um, like Rob and I have been friends for a number of years here, but uh, I didn't actually have him over to play games until about three years ago. And uh, I still had the PlayStation three at the time. And uh, I broke out the, the big uh, PlayStation three guns <laughs> so that we could, oh, it, right wasn't the, it wasn't kill zone. It was um, uh, that on rail shooter. Is that time um, crisis, right? Time, yeah, crisis, time yeah. crisis. I was yeah, just but, gonna say. But yeah, I had I had two of those big guns going, and when I pulled that out and had it set up, Rob's eyes just like, boing! Like he was, he was like, "This is great." Yeah, that is that is uh, literally a genre that I I wish for every day to come back. Like oh, uh, there hasn't been oh, a good on rail shooters in forever. And uh, uh, if you want a good experience. Uh, if you have a Wii or a Wii U, uh, check out House of the Dead Overkill. Yes. I yeah. love that game, and especially yeah. with, the, with the Wii remote. It, it was just phenomenal. It brought back, like, old-school arcade nostalgia. And we uh, we actually, we played, when we were playing Time Crisis, that's what we went and tried after, because uh, they released it there on the PS3 in the oh, store. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah. They did. I and, have never... Uh, been able to play it with a gun on the on the PlayStation, but I'm sure it would probably be awesome. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> well, Brent, um, is there anything else you want to add about uh, about the games there? Um, I think not so much about the games because that's kind of where I am with the games. Okay. Um, you know, maybe just a little bit talk about development, and then maybe a bit of advice. Um, advice for other um you know people looking to get into doing game development that yeah. sounds great yeah yeah okay awesome um again as i said getting into it i start you start to see things from a different perspective you go from um you know i can make a better game to this to oh my god no i can't and then if you stick with it you're kind of like okay well here's what i can do here's the ideas that i have here's what i'm capable of and here's what I can probably learn to do. And then you kind of work, start to work within those confines and find your groove. Um, I'm not going to lie. There are times where I've just wanted to walk away from everything and just be like, now I'll, I'll, I'm going to go and make a YouTube channel and go back to reporting on video games and stuff like <laughs> that because I can't handle this crap. Um, I mean, I'd still like to do that kind of stuff, but... Uh, even if nothing great comes of it, I do want to finish at least one game, get it out there as, you know, like a personal achievement for myself. I mean, yeah, if it works out and I can make other games, that'd be great. Um, but the point is just really to never give up with what you're doing, because as a new developer, you'll always kind of find your way through it. It's like, you can be like, oh my God, this thing sucks. I'm never using this piece of software again. You know, run off, go for a walk, you know, play Final Fantasy for a couple hours, have dinner, sit down, watch a YouTube video, and then it will just click. 
and you'll be like, oh, that's how I can do this. And then you'll run right back to the piece of software that you swore you're never going to use again and start <laughs> working on things. Um, and the biggest thing is uh, not to, and I think this is the advice part, just, you know, for people who are out there looking to do this for a living, um, don't. At least not right away. Not unless you're an experienced developer and have a team of people to work with. Just because if you're going it alone or you're going in without having development experience, don't put all your eggs in one basket. You know, kind of keep your day job or whatever you're doing. Take it seriously, but work at it on the sidelines until you can, you know, start putting out something that's marketable and therefore, you know, obviously making money off of it. And then go from there, whether you still decide you feel you want to make games professionally for a living because a lot of people just drop everything i'm going to do this i'm going to go make games and it's they're, they're really not as easy as they seem you know everybody hey, no it's it's true it's like yeah. yeah it's like i can make this and then you're sitting there going oh shit no i can't um but you know baby steps start out with something small make a little game um you know don't just get in there and say i'm gonna you know revolutionize the rpg industry with my ideas because you won't you may make a little cool rpg people may play it people may buy it um but the deepest point of that i can make to people is you know don't put all your eggs in one basket but still pursue what you want to with passion and, and see what comes of it see you know if you want to stick with it it's just like anything new that you try you may decide you know and uh, you guys being Canadian, you'll know this is like, oh, I'm going to go and pick up and play the recorder like we learned how to do in school, and I'm going to do that professionally. Yeah, I can see the cringe. Uh, and oh, then, yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then after a while, be like, I hate this thing. The noise of it is like, you know, making my eardrums bleed. It's just I don't want to do this anymore. Um, you know, I, I wanted to learn how to play guitar years ago. Um, dead set on the electric guitar, learned that I sucked at it, but I actually enjoyed playing bass better and had a lot more fun with it. Mm. So it's like, you know, I was dead set on guitar, stuck with it for years, sucked at it. A um, little bit better at playing the bass, and I enjoyed it. Still never did it professionally. But uh, the point is, pursue things with passion, but definitely, you know, don't hinge your entire life and reality on it until you have something that's marketable and you can get it out there and people play it. And if you still feel that same kind of passion, if you still feel that same um, onus towards what you're doing and you're making enough money off of it to survive, then by all means at that point in time, you know, go headlong into, you know, being an indie game developer. That's, um, uh, I think that's, that's some awesome uh, advice. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I mean, it uh, it definitely comes from life experience, and I think oh, it us, so does <laughs> us being of a little more mature age, because um, just uh, I think I can put you in our age bracket, uh, just from, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> from the stuff that uh, that you've been mentioning here. This is uh, yeah, I mean that's that's great advice to um, still pursue your dreams, but in this day and age, you can't just uh, you know drop what you're doing and say I'm going to become a magician, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> you said you were never going to bring that up again. It hurts. 
Said so they told you not to open that closet again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, seriously, it's like, you know, I, I, I've played, I played a mobile game, which I still do kind of play off and on. Um, I won't mention it because the developers are real buttheads. That's the kindest thing I can say about them. But there are a lot of people that still play the game. Um, it is a great little um, space adventure game done like an RPG. So imagine mixing Dungeons and Dragons um, with a multiplayer space game. It, it, it really kind of works. Um, but the devs have let it slide. They don't care about the game anymore. Oh. Um, which is sad. I've been playing it for, it's been around for almost 10 years. I've been playing it for like seven or eight years off and on. Um, made a lot of great friends off of the game. Lots of people, you know, that I'm still in contact with. Hop every rainy once in a while to do some NPC farming, chat with people. Um, but there came one point where everybody was kind of rallying against the developer. And there were a few people who were like, you know what? We can do better than this. We're going to make our own version of this game. And I'm just like, it's like, yeah, one guy was like, I'm just going to quit my job and put everything into it. Another guy who was a computer science student, he's like, I don't need any of you. I can do this all by myself and code this whole game. And I'm just like, you guys need to, like, chill for a minute. And I said, if you guys want to work together, I love this game. You know, I'll get in on it with you and I'll help you out. But we need to have structure. We need to have a plan. We need to know what we're doing. We need a game development document. We need to understand our ideas and put mesh them into a coherent whole. <laughs> and within a week or two weeks, everybody had just gone off and did their own thing. Some people gave up on it. Um, and this is what I mean about, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you can't just go off half-cocked and say, hey, I can do better than that if you're not willing to put in the time and effort and stick with it, you know, as a passionate project until you see it through. And it's just like, like with this group, I mean, great group of people played games with them for a long time. Some of them had the experience to do it. Some of them had the skills and the knowledge to do it, but it was just like, I'm going to do this. And then when they, and then when I started to get in there with them, it's like, okay, well, this is what we need to do. You know, here the, you know, from what I've learned about game development over the last like, um, you know, four plus years that I've been looking into it, studying, reading about it, and just absorbing myself with it to help myself understand it better uh, from a journalistic perspective. And, you know, I was kind of a fledgling game developer. And I said, here are the steps that we need to take. Here's what we need to do. Here's the logical order we need to progress in. And everybody was off at seven other points in the galaxy wanting to do their own thing. And the whole thing just kind of <laughs> fell apart. So, you know, that again comes back to, you know, organization, sticking with it and pursuing your dreams, but not giving up on everything else. No, that's, uh, I mean, that's sound advice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty normal. It's like you wouldn't be in a job and say, oh, well, I, I, I'd like to learn how to do uh, shipping or receiving at this company. So I'm going to give up my manager job. You could all go to hell. And I'm going to go <laughs> and hang out in the corner of the warehouse and watch the shipping and receiving guy and hope <laughs> that I can do his job. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But that's that's what it amounts to. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, huh. I was going to answer your question. Um, oh, dear. Um, about dreams. Yes. Sorry, that's the last one. Oh, yeah. Um, from what I've seen of it, it looks phenomenal. Um, 
It, it does should definitely be. seem like something that should be on the PC, though, right? Like, I, I totally agree just, with you there. From a play perspective, and even from a development perspective, it would probably be a lot easier to work with on a PC to make stuff. Um, I am just hoping that um, in the long run, that if people are going to make content, that that content is, let's just say, and I know I'm going to hear it about this one, is not exclusive if you know what I mean, because mm, yes, yeah, yeah. if people are going to make great content um, and only a small percentage of people get to play it, and and even if they allow people to start selling their content, mm-hmm. um, if it's going to a limited audience, then, you know, there's a potential for, for disaster there. I'm not saying it wouldn't be fun. I'm not saying it mm-hmm. wouldn't be interesting. But if you have all of these people... Um, creating these beautiful things and then they have like 10 people to share it with then the whole premise of dreams in itself just collapses that's uh um, i've actually i've read some stuff about that A, a lot of people are feeling that like on the ps5 there needs to be a dream store oh there definitely should be sure but but if you can play this stuff you know, make it a, well, unfortunately, make it exclusive to the PS5, but don't make you have to have dreams to play it. Yeah. And otherwise, that, it becomes like a Mario Maker type of thing where you need to have the game like you do with now with dreams. Yeah. Um, kind of going back to what you said about Unity there, Brent, where um, make, make it like that, where make it an engine that people can build things in, regardless of um, whether, whether owning a game or not. You can give people access to uh to a say a, the dreams engine to make the games in and release them separately that would be uh that'd be a great way for this to go but uh oh yeah i totally agree on that and um one of the reasons i chose unity was that i mean aside from all the programs that i could have used to work in you know much easier um i chose unity for the simple fact that it will compile for all for all platforms, mobile, Switch, uh, PlayStation, Xbox, PC, um, even WebGL. You know, so, for online games. Sorry, Brent. Ex- Unity. Sorry, Brent. Excuse my ignorance. Is that the is that the programming language at uh, Epic uh, um, supports, or is that? Um, you mean it? the the WebGL? No, the uh, um, Unity. Is that? Oh, uh, um, Unity um, is a program, you know, made by the, the corporation that makes Unity. But um, each um, each console developer, um, everybody, they have their own set of development specs so that things will run. I mean, I'm just putting it simply so that games will run on their particular console or on a cell phone or on a PC. Now, um, Unity will compile. um, therefore put together your entire game and package it to run on all of these different platforms. So if I'm making Chunk, for instance, um, I can actually compile a build for um, Xbox, and it will handle all of that automatically without me needing to know how to compile code for the Xbox. Um, Same with the PlayStation and the Switch. And and um, that's one of the reasons I chose Unity, because if I'm going to make something, 
I want to, you know, share it with everyone. I want it to be eventually available on all platforms. Yeah. Um, or, or any game I want to make, really. I don't want to be limited to one platform. And Unity uh, works very, very closely um, with developers. They work very, very closely with uh, Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, so that the most current um, development environments are always being updated into Unity so that you are always up to date. Um, I find Unity infuriating at times, but still it is a really, really high-end, versatile, great piece of software. I mean, even though I'm probably going to complain about it for the rest of my life, I'll still use <laughs> it because it just is so good. That's awesome. <coughs> oh, so, you know, I, uh, you know, I, I get all these thoughts in this giant head of mine. Um, and, and I, I was thinking of right Unreal, <laughs> the Unreal oh, yes. Engine. Um, and that, uh, I, I read some stuff on that, that they were um, looking into, or that their language, or they were developing it to be um, easy to use in the, sen the same sense you were just mentioning, that when you compile stuff, you can compile stuff to mobile and whichever console you pick and um, yeah. from there. That's, uh, again, one of the reasons why I didn't pick Unity right now. It's just Unity is for developers, basically people who have the experience that know what they're doing um, and can take care of all these things, you know, basically with their eyes closed. Um, but Unity, I'm sorry, um, Unreal is um, making great strides mm -hmm. to um, make the engine more open to any developers and people with, you know, less experience developing games. And as you said, um, get all this compiling software together so that it is easier for people to compile games for multiple platforms. Um, and I think once uh, do that, I mean, uh, there, there, will, there will be a great switch to the Unreal Engine if they can pull that off. And if they can make a simple interface for designing games. Um, a paper is good, like they, their, their version of um, the game development environment called Paper. I believe okay. it's called Paper. Um, I think. Don't quote me wrong. Um, um, there, you know, improvements in that just could be mind blowing if they could pull it off because then literally Unreal would just become the, you know, the be all and end all of game development engines. Um, and come back around to that, like what you were saying, um, the content for Dreams, even though it, you know, can be made on the PlayStation or hopefully on a PC, that kind of content, as you were saying, should be open to people that don't even have the game. Like, they can mm -hmm. open it up, you know, it will open up in its own instance, um, run, you know, as the game would, but if people just wanted to say, oh, okay, well, I happen to like, you know, this guy's level or, or the game that this guy put together in the engine, I'm going to download it to my PlayStation or my PC and I want to play it. Um, if that if the person is charging, say, $5.99 for their game, that's fine. You shouldn't have to go and um, pay for a full version of said, you know, development tool just to be <laughs> able to play the game. Exactly. And exactly. I think if, if, if they do that with Dreams, uh, they'll have a hit on their hand. I think I, they really will. I think so, too. Okay, well... um. <laughs> 
Um, if you got anything else you want to share about game development there, Brent, um, do you have any websites or anything where people could follow you? Or you um, know, I actually don't yet. I, I, I started, I've started to make some, but I will definitely obviously share with you guys um, okay. as soon as I have those, um, you know, up and running. I have started to make them. Um, I've been using, let's just say, a development tool for websites that uh, I absolutely hate. But unfortunately, um, the person who's helping me with my web design uses that tool. I won't name it, but I, I, I just I cannot stand it. It's the most archaic thing on the planet. Um, but it is a powerful tool and it works. But trying to use it is like, you know, um, trying to piece together a dinosaur skeleton. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. And so it's getting there. The site's coming along. Um, I do actually have uh, one on Facebook, too, which I'm developing as well. And, um, you know, but when I get it done, definitely we'll um, have that up and running. And really, um, the biggest thing I can say is both you guys are awesome. <laughs> um, no, like, I mean, really cool. Like, I, I've been part of a lot of Facebook groups for gaming over the years. And you two are definitely the coolest, definitely the most chill, and probably the most fun to work with and talk to. And, you know, even in the future, I, you know, hope we can do more content together because all of our previous interactions and doing this here right now has been an absolute blast. So the, the money's in the mail, Brent. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm, I'm just going to say so that PayPal <laughs> transfer went through. That, Must uh, have, yeah. Yep, that's great. Yes, yes. Just let me check my phone here. Um. <laughs> well, like I like I said at the beginning there, Brent, I mean, you're one of our constant contributors. You you know, you've always got, you know, and like we're, you know, we're good guys. We're, we don't like negativity and, you know, you don't have anything bad to say whenever you're commenting on stuff. And, you know, that's the kind of stuff we like. We really like that. So, um, you know, we're slowly growing our community here, and we're we're definitely not professionals at this. We've proven that time and again. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I it's don't great. think anybody has to be. I mean, yeah, oh for sure, what you absolutely. You're doing it on on your own dime, so to speak, and you're doing it for the passion of it because you enjoy it, and that shines through. I'll let you know that shines through. It really yeah. does. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, definitely the if it ever stopped being fun, it wouldn't be something we uh, we would pursue. But we're having a blast doing it. And it's uh, great that we can have uh, contributors on like you to kind of talk about uh, something that's so important to all of us. So, yeah. And something we have no uh, experience in our wheelhouses with. Uh, <laughs> Never been a programmer, so. <laughs> Honestly, it's it's still all new to me, um, you know. But I'm learning. I'm I'm having these uh, these learning experiences, and um, as with anything, I think you're trying to learn. There are tons and tons of ups and downs, highs and lows, uh, times where you just want to walk away from everything, times when you think you couldn't do anything else but be involved in the industry, and. Um, so, yeah, I guess just like anything you do. It's like when I worked in the film industry, um, you know, I loved the um, the feel of it. Um, I used to do camera work and editing and mm. sound, um, and I loved the feel of it. I, I, I loved, you know, being part of contributing to this medium that, you know, has entertained people for so long. And, 
um, seeing the stories as they were being put together bit by bit that eventually, you know, becomes a film or a TV show. Um, but, you know, then when you're working 18 day, 18 hour, 20 hour days, um, you know, in brutal weather and you have all these other things going on, um, there are days when you're just like, yeah, I think I'm just going to leave the camera here and walk away and go home. <laughs> um, <laughs> yep. But like I said, so there's highs and lows in any and everything, but, you know, you stick with it for the passion and because you enjoy it. And if you stop enjoying it, but you guys, honestly, you're great. You seem to be enjoying the hell out of this. Um, <laughs> it, the the community is great, um, you know, and, and I'm loving all of it. And everybody that's there, um, you know, seems to be quite happy about being there. I've, you know, been, like I said, uh, been part of a lot of other ones. You know, there's tons of negativity. Um, people that get in there that think they know everything. <laughs> you know, admins that are always angry at everybody. And, um, you know, I, I don't know why they do it then if they're not happy with it and there's no passion in it, you know, and I think that's what it comes down to. And, and like I said, you guys have the passion and you've been, uh, honestly, it's, it's been a fun experience the whole time that, uh, you know, I've been part of the group and, uh, you know, I look forward to a lot more fun experiences. Well, thanks. And, uh, we hope to, to present some, that's for sure. <laughs> Well, you, you do daily. It's never a dull moment. It's always uh, fun and interesting and always new information. And, you know, I consider myself uh, pretty on the ball with the industry at times. And then one of the two, you post something and I'm like, shit, how did I miss that? <laughs> so, like I said, you provide, provide a lot of great content, too. Okay, excellent. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, You're welcome. <laughs> well, um, you know, uh I think with that, I think we can wrap this up. I think we've uh, covered everything we're going to cover. Awesome. Um, well, everyone who checked this out, thank you. Uh, once again, we're the Grumpy Old Gamers, and this has been our uh, guest, Brent George. Hey, thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for the interview. This has been great. Uh, like I said at the beginning, we've never interviewed anyone before. <laughs> well, I so think we'll... it went pretty well. This is the first time I've ever been interviewed, too. So, <laughs> so. Um, we'll definitely do some updates on uh, on your game development. Have you on again once uh, oh, once you're a little further once you're a little further along, and then give us some updates on your games there. Yeah, and, uh, I would seriously love that. And if you guys ever want a roundtable and chat about games or rant about stuff, just let me know. That would be great. Okay, that's, that's our uh, wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks everyone for watching. Um, you can always check out uh, our content. Our, we post all of our original content to thegrumpyoldgamers.com and uh, we're very active on Facebook at, uh, again, The Grumpy Old Gamers. And uh, I think that's it. So uh, have a good evening, everybody. And then I'll just edit it there. <laughs> all right. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That, that, was, that was so awesome. Thanks, guys. That really was cool. Oh, great. Well, thank you for being on. It's, uh, oh, no problem. Definitely. Uh, yeah, like Ryan was saying, it's uh, something. It's a, it's a side of the side of the field we don't see too often. So it's, uh, it's great to great to hear you're having a lot of fun with it there. And oh, well, totally glad I could help out. Uh, and uh, you know, you guys have done this a lot more than I have too. And it's just like. It's like, oh, God, I'm going to get on there and have nothing to say. 
It's like I'll just sit there going, no English. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we had a list of questions that uh, even if they weren't really related to your game, that we could fall back on to to save us. So we didn't we didn't even get to a bunch of them, which was great. We didn't have to. You know, we had uh, yeah. I think it went pretty smoothly, and looks oh, like I we got too. Just under an hour's worth of content there, so yeah. Sweet. I'm glad I could help out. It was honestly, it really was a blast. All right. Yeah, definitely was. You bet. Sweet. Okay, well, uh, watch for this to get posted probably tomorrow. Yeah, cool. I cannot wait to see it. And uh, we'll. And then I'll probably cringe because did I really say that? <laughs> oh, we, we do that. We do that every week. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't do it every week, but every once in a while, like I'll listen to our podcast and uh, I'll be like, oh man, what was I what was I doing there? Like, <laughs> what tangent was I trying to go yep. on there? Yep. Yeah, just like, just par for the course. You're always your hardest uh, critic, right? So exactly, exactly. Oh my god. <laughs> You'd be like, why did they do that? <laughs> uh, All right. Well, indeed. All right, awesome. Well, thanks, Brent, and uh, yeah, we'll talk soon. Indeed. Well, I hope so, and I'll see you guys uh, on Facebook. (laughs) Sounds great. Take care. Sounds good. I'll help you both have a great night. You you too, man. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.